0: I like this country. Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. <laughs> Dude, I feel like I have to put some Wranglers on <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if your sweatpants suffices. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will and in this morning on a Monday morning. Bart Scott, Shea Cornette filling in for the guys. And we're talking what else? Aaron Rodgers. It's the start of training camp this week. Steelers and Cowboys report on Thursday. Uh, the, the Packers don't report till July 27th. But time is a ticking okay. for Aaron Rodgers, I guess, to make a decision as to what he's doing. And if you want to call this an update, we'll give it to you. Um, Mark Murphy, president of the Packers, had this to say on the latest with Aaron Rodgers. And where it stands so he was at a, a meeting of some sort and he's supposed to be talking about something other than Aaron Rodgers and so he said this I do appreciate the question this is really limited though to questions regarding financial statements I would just say there's nothing new to update on the issue that you raised again that was a zoom meeting regarding the business side of things with the Packers and so what does this say yeah. that there is no update right like are yeah. the two sides have not come to bet together to make any sort of decision all I know Bart at this point, is that when he was playing all the golf that he's been playing over the yeah. last month or so, he said he's going to take this time now, <laughs> make a decision, and start working out, which if you saw on Twitter, some of the throws he was making seems just fine to me. Nonetheless, uh, he doesn't have weeks to figure it out, really, if he wants to report to right. training camp at all. And so the question now is, we do approach training camp actually this week, and next week, is he going to be there? Is he going to be throwing? Is he going to be playing? Is he going to be chopping it up with his teammates?
0: No, you, you, you don't take it this far to stop, right? You know, he, he he still has another couple of laps, you know, on the track to be able to kind of, You know, fill this thing out. To make his point. Yeah, exactly. He has to make his point, right? It's like, this is who you wanted, right? You drafted this kid because you felt like he was the future of this organization. I'm telling you, I'm the present and the future, right? We watched this with Jimmy G in New England, right? Tom Brady's like, what? Like, hold up. You're bringing in my replacement? Like, it's rumblings that, hey, you guys want to give this guy a shot? I'm going to show you guys how great I am. And that's why he said he put a monkey wrench in their plans, because he played at such a high level that you cannot explain to your fan base why you would move on from Aaron Rodgers because he's playing at such a high level arguably the best football that he's ever played in his career and because of like if you go look at his contract the natural is in 2022 so they were going to use him and and get all the tread off the tires treat him like a rental car and move on from him the next year and start rebuilding as they're going to have to start addressing some contracts that some guys go you know so you know you look at it He's saying, you know what, I want to control my narrative. I want to control where I go. And I think this is him saying, you know what, you guys chose wrong. And he didn't say anything about it, right? He just quietly used that as fuel and he took it all the way to an MVP. So now he's like, you know what I'm saying? I want to go where I want to go.
1: I just wish he would, like, give us a little Dame Dalla. Like, give us a little nope. something as to why you're so upset. Look, we can point to the the drafting of Jordan Love, but, like, he's already played an entire season right. with Jordan Love on the roster. Like, this has been overset and done now for over a year. But, but is, it, is it the, is the rest of the drafting the problem? Is it the way the, the last game went down in the playoffs and deciding mm-hmm. to kick a field goal? What is fueling the fight? What does he want?
0: What he wanted, What he wanted was for you to say, you know what? You are our future for good. We're going to move on from Jordan Love. We admit that we made a mistake, and we're going to eat this first publicly. round. Publicly. He wanted right. this to be we're, But we're going to eat this first-round draft pick, right? Like, nobody wants somebody else to control the narrative of, of where they're going in their football future, right? He's a guy that feels like he's earned the right to be able to go out his way, right? Which is fair. Right. If I, if I brought you a Super Bowl and I'm still considered the best player in the NFL – how are you going to tell me when I'm done? I'm supposed to tell y'all when I'm done. Like, you know, I, I, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. He wants to be able to have that tour and be able to be, you know, applauded, be be championed. right? You're going to arguably get rid of a guy. Let's just say, okay, if, if he stays this year or the next year. You think Aaron Rodgers is done playing at a high level in the next two years? So that means that you thought that I was close to the end. When I'm telling you, I was at more at the middle than I was close to the end, and you guys chose wrong. So if you you guys are done with me, guess what? I'm done with you. He has hurt feelings. That's what it is. It's hurt feelings. And when you hurt somebody feelings, that can't be repaired.
1: Well, it can be if you handle it the right way, but the Packers yeah. haven't gone a- about it the right way. Um, here's the thing for me at this point though. And he can feel that kind of way. Look, I get where Rogers is coming from. You, you had a very heavy wide receiver draft and you went and drafted moved up to get a backup quarterback. Like it's been documented time and time again. I understand the gripes. I understand that there's been a disconnect in terms of how they're handling things offensively on the field, behind the scenes of draft picks, so on and so forth and not building around him the way he wants. I get all that, but we're also talking about someone who they brought in to replace him. Should he ever get hurt? An insurance plan. And you're seeing, I am not I am not yeah. lobbying for Aaron Rodgers not to be upset. All I'm just I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. One other thing I just want to add to this whole mess that I feel like has not been talked about enough is the fact that this whole situation hurts the players on that team currently more than anyone else. How annoying would it have been if this is what you were you don't know who's gonna be the starting quarterback week one for the Packers. But
0: that, that don't matter. Your job is to handle your job. Everybody at some point is gonna have a gripe with management as far as getting their contract. I mean, hell, when I first got there, Ray Lewis and Peter Bowen wasn't at camp. They weren't in many camps. They were they were having a contract dispute. I mean, we watched Hell, Hard Knocks. Hell, what was the start of Hard Knocks? Where's Revis, right? You know, Tannenbaum trying to meet Revis on some type of rest stop on, on I-95, right, to figure out if they can get a contract done. A real so, Revis so, 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 Right, yeah. right. So <laughs> the athletes are, we're accustomed to this, right? We, we're used to living in chaos and having distractions. It doesn't matter. They know when Aaron Rodgers comes there, he's going to be able to hold up their end of the bargain. This is actually good for Jordan Love to be able to get the reps that he needs because hey, Aaron Rodgers was there, he wouldn't get it. I'm and not so this talking this about Jordan Love.
1: I'm talking about, like, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, find his way back there. Aaron, you know, Aaron Jones, like, guys who, who directly are impacted by the quarterback position.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, but that, that understands because at some point, you know, is Aaron Jones gonna take less if, if you know just to, or restructure his contract to stay with Aaron Rodgers? No, at some point you always have to move on. You understand some guys are lifers, some guys aren't. You know what I'm saying? I I started with the Baltimore Ravens, but it was time for me to move on, right? Because it was time for me to do what I wanted to do, right? So like Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, everybody's their own individual contractor. And listen, sometimes, you know, what, what I want and what you want and what's best for your career isn't my concern because it's not my responsibility to worry about I, me doing the right thing for you or what's best for you, Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams. It's really bet what's best for me because we're all making our own personal sacrifices with our body, you know what I mean, out there on that field. So if I want to go, you know, I wish a, any teammate that ever wanted to be traded or had, was disgruntled with the organization, I always wish them well because it, 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 it's their own individual journey. And they're writing the chapters to their story.
1: Yeah, but not everyone is the reigning MVP of the league. Not everyone's contract is predicated on being legitimately the best player that can make or break you going to a Super Bowl, yeah. or you being just another team it's, in the it's league. Sad,
0: it's sad, but you have to look back. Well, well, we didn't take advantage of winning when when we had them, right? So that's that's on you, right? So that that's a you problem. Right? Look, it's not an Aaron Rodgers problem.
1: Look. Everyone in Milwaukee, just be rooting for the Bucks, okay? Let's, let's ride the Bucks. You can ride the Brewers. Hey, hey. still in first hey. place? Ride that. And then we'll just see what Roger, happens. Roger Chips can get his fall. ring.
0: Roger gets his ring anyway, because he's a minority owner.
1: Yeah, he gets his ring with the bucks. Probably not the way <laughs> him or any cheesehead really wanted it to go down. All right, you're listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear hotline. Bart Scott and Shay Cornet filling in this morning. All right. So the Bucks have a chance to take home the chip on their home floor Tuesday night against the Suns. They right now lead the series three games to two. And it has been a back-and-forth one. Yet again, the Bucks have been in an O two 2 hole, and they have climbed their way out and fought their way back. They were down 16 at one point in the last game against the Suns. Again, coming out victorious. Let's break it down with Richard Jefferson, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning to you, Richard Jefferson. Thanks for being with us. He's the co-host of Road Tripping, the 20s, and he's also a 2016 NBA champion. So let's talk about the Bucks a little bit. We were Hello, good morning. We were talking about the resiliency Hi, that – was- that the Bucks have and how they've been able to overcome deficits and being down in the hole in games and been able to climb their way out. And so in terms of resiliency, how impressed have you been with this Buck squad?
2: Oh, they've been very impressive. And part of the reason, that it, look, part of the reason why people have been frustrated with them over the past few years is because they do get into these holes. They're so talented. There's no reason why they should go down 0-2 or down 0-1 because they do have one of the top two or three players in the world in Giannis, the two-time MVP. But they have found a way. You know, Coach Bud has been criticized for years about his in-game adjustments and about some of the things that, that you know, people feel like how he uses Giannis is probably not the best way to use Giannis. But here they are one win away from the NBA Finals because they have been a gritty team. They are a team that just, even if they do it the hard way, they're still going to get the job done. And so, you know, this has been a very unique year for them. Uh, but also people that are really evaluating basketball because we haven't seen a team like them in a long time.
0: You know, you know, Richard, I call you like the basketball rain man, right? You know, you Charlie Babbitt, right? You, you, you know all the, all the ins and outs. So explain to us what adjustments did Coach Bud make because it seems like in, in game one and game two, like the Suns were able to get whatever shot they wanted on the, on the offensive side and it looked like they were lost defensively. What, what adjustments did Bud make to give the, his team the advantage? Well, I, I think you go back to game one
2: and remember, like, it, it seems like it was months ago, but Giannis wasn't, people weren't sure if Giannis was going to play in game one. He hadn't played in probably a week. He had the hyperextended knee. So, you know, they were kind of searching at the beginning of this series, and he still gave us a 20 and 15 uh, first game, but every single game since then, you could see his intensity pick up. So in this series, I think the biggest adjustments have been, you know, what, how they're going to use Brooke Lopez, and then, you know, who is Drew Holiday going to guard? Uh, I think Drew Holiday t- spending some time on on Devin Booker, spending some time on Chris Paul. I think he's been doing a good job. And sometimes when you when you're moving your chess pieces, you lose a piece. You're going to lose something in the course of this battle. That means that you might try something that might not ultimately work. You know, I think I look at some of those early minutes from Jeff Teague uh, that that they really struggled in the first half. But a lot of that is because t- PJ Tucker was in foul trouble. So I, I think that this Bucks team. They've been constantly moving around pieces trying to figure out the best formula, but ultimately they have. It's The formula is this. Giannis has to be Giannis, and then they need to get high-level contributions from Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. If they do that... There is probably not a team right now that could beat them anywhere, let alone the Phoenix Suns. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Talking to Richard Jefferson right now, ESPN NBA analyst, Bart Scott, Shea Cornette filling in this morning, Keyshawn Jay Wilton Zubin. We are on the Goodyear hotline. Okay, let's switch gears. Let's go to the Suns here and talk a little bit about what it's going to take for the Suns not only to win in Milwaukee, but then also obviously to force a game seven. We heard Monty Williams say we just got to get him back on the plane. We got to do anything and everything it takes to win. So what is anything and everything?
2: Well, okay, so now they're on the road. They have to figure this out. But again, we talked about contributions. When you look at the best players, best players need to be best players. Devin Booker has been doing that. You might you know, argue is Devin Booker the best player or, or Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is their most important player. But when you look at Chris Middleton and the way he has been playing, you look at Drew Holiday and what he did, the Suns have to match that. You either have to match or exceed your your opponent. And right now they're not getting that. You're not getting that same contribution from Mikhail Bridges. Like uh, DeAndre Ayton hasn't had a dominant 25 and 17-9. With five blocks, you know maybe he's not even put in a position to do that. So I think the Phoenix Suns have to raise their level every game in the NBA Finals is like a different round. In the first round, you have to play harder than you do in the second round, and then you have to play harder than you did in the third round in the conference finals. Well, winning game one, it progressively gets harder every single game, and I think after those first two, they had a good they had a good a good chance in game four, but they turned the ball over too much. They gave up too many offensive rebounds, and that was the game that they ultimately should have won that I thought would have changed this series and now they're having to pick it up but at the end of the day if they don't raise their level to match what Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are starting to put out very consistently right now it's going to be very difficult for the Phoenix Suns. You
0: no, know, Richard you know adversity doesn't define character it reveals it right and, and right now you know this Phoenix team hasn't had any adversity and they're they're running to adversity for the first time at the worst time like What would this mean to Chris Paul's legacy that he was the favorite and once again he fell short? Well,
2: I, I think you can say favorite, and a lot of those favorites coming into this series is about the uncertainty of Giannis. If you would have told me at the beginning of this series a fully healthy Bucks team and a fully healthy Phoenix team, um, you know, I, I don't know if the Phoenix Suns might be the favorites, but they have been playing the best brand of basketball. And I think for Chris Paul, nothing changes in Chris Paul. You know, by losing this series, if they if they don't win, I think winning this series would have probably changed him in the eye. Of a lot of people, so uh, look. Chris Paul is one of the best point guards of this generation. He's one of the top, you know, point guards of all time, and I think he doesn't look like he's 100%. And I, I'm not going to make excuses for him. That 22 and 10 and only tw- two turnovers. That's impressive, Chris Paul. That that's a great game for you. If you're just talking about a first-round matchup, that's a great game. If you're talking about a random Wednesday in March, but this is the NBA Finals, and you can't just be good or are pretty good. You have to be great, and that's what he's been. All postseason, especially in the fourth quarter, especially late. And so, if he doesn't re kind of claim that, because lately that's been Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday time. That's normally, that needs to be Chris Paul time. That's what he's done all postseason. That's what he needs to do. If he can do that and figure out a way to bring his team back and win this in seven, then I think people start to look at them a little bit differently.
1: All right, Richard, all starters on both teams shot over 50% from the floor uh, in in the last game, in Game 5. And so defense, I would assume, would be a bigger emphasis in Game 6 for both teams, but I'm going to go specifically here with the Suns. Is that what they need to focus on in order to force a Game 7?
2: Uh, th- they do because you can't. You know that it's going to be difficult to stop Giannis. Like you don't have the physical capability. DeAndre Ayton has done a, 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 as good of a job as somebody can, but Giannis is just more physically dominant than anybody else. So you got to figure out how do we slow down Chris Middleton? How do we slow down Drew Holiday? How do we stop contributions from from Pat Connaughton? You know, or, or whoever else that they're finding, and you know Bobby Portis. I think the Phoenix Suns need to focus on on their defense. But understand this: even with all of these offensive numbers. Numbers. What do we talk about? The steal from Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. the block from Giannis. Mm-hmm. It still comes down to making defensive plays, especially late in game. The teams that make the most defensive, especially if you're talking about crunch time, five-point game with five minutes to go, the teams that make the best are the most defensive plays are the ones that are going to end up winning. And right now, the Phoenix Suns, you know, whether it's turning over the ball late in games, you know, have we talked about that 17 turnover game, whether it's getting that steal or the block, they're just not making enough plays late in games, and I think that's been the the the, the series problem.
0: So game seven, how well game seven? Well, how does how does the um, Suns force a game get there. seven? Yeah, yeah, get yeah. There, but but, how, how, but get there. how do they force a game seven? Like, what what do they have to focus on? Because it looks like Giannis at, at the top with the pick and roll is is starting to kill him. now. How does how does, how does adjust yeah. to that? Well, you know, you got to figure that out. That's
2: part of the chess game. But I will say this right now, the Phoenix Suns are in the worst. Possible spot, and it's not because they're down three-two. That you know you can handle that. The reason why they're in the worst possible spot is because they had a big lead at home, and it evaporated very, very quickly. So what are you going to say? You got to come out here, and you got to punch first. Even if you go up 15 points, the Bucks know that they can come back from that. They did it on the road. So it's like the confidence that the Bucks are walking into this game with it is superior. They've won three in a row. The last game they won on the road. They're the first team to win on the road, and they were down. you know 15 17 points in the first half and they still were able to weather that storm so they have gone through so much adversity so for the phoenix suns to get to game seven, they are going to have to play their best and most complete game of the year. Everyone's going to have to play well, and if that's if they can get that off, then they can force a game seven, and we all
0: know anything can happen there.
1: That's a good point. Richard Jefferson, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Thanks for the insight this morning, Richard. We'll you, talk to you soon. You
0: cast your sharp this morning too, man. I'm just letting you. you know that. <laughs>
1: coordinate. You got
0: to coordinate. Thank you. Thank you.
1: See Got to game- Coordinate. Got to coordinate. <laughs> game six of the NBA Finals, Suns-Bucks, on ABC and ESPN Radio, 8 p.m. on Tuesday night. Okay. Uh, you and I said earlier, like, there's pressure now, right? There's pressure yeah. on the Suns to go to Milwaukee to, to force a game seven. But then there's also pressure on the Bucks to close it out at home. You don't want to close it out if you're going to win the whole series in right. Phoenix. But Richard just pointed out a good situation. Or a good uh, example here like the Bucks have a kind of a weight lifted off their shoulder like what are you going to throw at me to intimidate right. me at this point like they're walking into they've this completely all. yeah they've seen it all they've been down before they've been up before they've been in holes of 10 plus points before like there is nothing the Phoenix Suns haven't showed them that they can't crawl out of and so for me when we were asking earlier who's more pressure on like it's very clear at this point it's the Suns
0: yeah because you know they're the team that's watching it slip away and also, they're a the team that doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. To your point, right? Chris Paul and yeah. Crowder is the only one that really has been in these type of situations. And you talk about not Warner, even
1: CP three; he's never been in the finals, right? Not even. But,
0: but but been in the playoffs, been right? The pressure right, situations. Right. You know, it's not the, the stars that I worry about; it's the it's the supporting cast yep. because you need somebody to be an unsung hero. So can Bridges step up? Who can step up to say, "Hey, I'm gonna be that third score"? And the difference is in what the Bucks have that 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 the Suns don't have is guys that can say, "You know what? I got him." Right. If, if aiden's is dominating, Giannis can say I got him. Right. If Chris Paul is dominating, you, you know Drew Holiday can say I got him. But they, they don't have to take him for the entire um, game. They have defensive specialists, and that's why I thought when, when they went out and got Drew Holiday, when they went out and got PJ Tucker, those were those were the biggest moves because they needed some dogs out there. Right. They needed some guys that can get some grit, some guys that can focus on stopping somebody. Because I don't care what sport it is, defense wins championships because it comes down to pivotal possessions. Who can make the play and who can't. And in, in this playoffs, in this series, it's been the Bucks that's been coming up with the timely defensive plays, not the offensive plays, because you have to be able to get a stop. And they've been able to get a stop. And I don't know if, you know, Booker's been good, but when is somebody going to step up and say, I'm shutting Middleton down, right? I got him, right? Don't worry about it. You know, they don't have that guy with that personality, with that type of resume to say you know what I got him move out the way guys I'm gonna take him away
1: yeah yeah Booker's been good 40 points or more he, and, he's and working a lot on both sides I mean, and he's both working it of- but like it's still Ls like he's yeah. scored 40 in the last two and they're still Ls right. like he's got to have some help from guys around him to your point all right training camp begins this week Steelers and Cowboys report on Thursday which means it's time to put up or shut up for your team. So who's on your list? Give us a call. 888-729-3776. That's 888 We'll get to your calls next. It's Keyshawn, J. Willen Zubin on ESPN Radio.
0: This will be a different, totally different team for those haters that are out there.
3: You know, at times I do remind myself, people forget who you are and what you've done. I'm in a position now where, you know, I need to be my best self and, and, and it's really put up a shut-up time.
0: This is Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin.
3: We know who got it all right now.
0: Rich cheese. Pizzle. We got a relationship to update. I know this not a relationship hip-hop show, but Rich, Paul, and Adele, they may be a tizzing.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. And social media is all up in arms.
0: I, I love this. I love. I love this. it too. We building bridges. That's what I'm talking about. I love these unlikely couples. You know and what you know I'm she's saying? About Power to come couple.
1: out. She's about to come out with a fire album with oh, it too. Oh
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Listen, I do not want LeBron to have a sonic solo on there. I don't want to hear nothing from Why LeBron. Why would
1: anyone want that? This is Keyshawn J Will and Zubin. <laughs> We're pretended by Progressive Insurance. Guests joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. I'm Shay Cornett. He is Bart Scott. No, we are Shay, not Keyshawn Shay. J Will or Zubin uh, or Adele.
0: Wait, I can you? listen. We, we should. We should rename when we on this show. We need need to yep. make it our own So mm-hmm. we need to stop saying kjz we need to call it s <laughs> and b shake bake that's what we is we that shake and button
1: bake. has been hit way too many times this morning that, i feel yeah, like i feel thing. like we should
0: have some fog in here or something like even, even if it's on the screen fake fog, you
1: know? fake fog. <laughs> confetti and confetti KJZ puts up shake and bake i'm going to the I dollar like store man.
0: i'm gonna get some some party poppers and bring it in
1: All right. the question is, back on track now, the question is, it's put up or shut up time according to Cam Newton for the Patriots, but specifically for Cam Newton this year, he knows it. And look, this is why I loved Cam Newton last year. I'm a fan of Cam Newton regardless, but it it was never an issue for him. Like, when he didn't have a good game, when he was benched late in the game, he didn't care. He he always knew about it, spoke about it, understood it, tried to learn from it. Did he make mistakes? Did he turn the ball over? Did he not play well in that system last year? (laughs) Yes. Okay? But they're trying to build around him. He's got another year under his belt. And hopefully... Hopefully things will be different this year in Foxborough. If not, insert Mac Jones, and it's right. put up our shut-up time for Cam Newton.
0: So this is a crossroad for Cam Newton, right? And we've seen players in this similar position, a once-great player that set a crossroad in his career where, one, he has to switch his game up, and, or two, he goes in, he goes quietly into the night and he becomes a, a career backup and waiting for another opportunity. We've seen this happen with Michael Vick when Michael Vick came. Yeah. And Michael Vick it was mixed reviews, right? Michael Vick in Philly was okay for a little while but then he deteriorated quickly, right? Because yeah. he was a guy that relied on his athleticism, never really had the mechanics. Last year Cam was, you know, I understand COVID and all that stuff but I don't think COVID had anything with him skipping balls like Arnold from the Wonder Years. You know what I'm saying? When you look at Cam, he is going to be Michael Vic or he's going to become Kurt Warner who Kurt Warner, people forget, took a gap year when he was a member of the Giants. And then Eli Manning came in, a first-round draft pick in the middle of the season when they still had an opportunity to make it to the playoffs. But the organization is going to do what's best for them long term. And Cam, at $3.5 million a year, understands that this is his last opportunity to audition for his future team. People don't realize Cam Newton's only 32 years old. So arguably, he can probably, let's say if he is current quarterbacks this year that play at a high level, let's say 37 Right. So he still has five years in which he's going to try and win a championship. This is the best year and the best opportunity to prove that he still can lead a team because this is the most user-friendly offense that he's ever going to have an opportunity to play with. He has arguably the best offensive line with Brown coming back, Isaiah Wynn, Shaq Mason, Andrews. You think about, you know, two great tight ends. Bill Belichick has built this roster. To like it was when Tom Brady was a young rookie to support a young quarterback. That's why Mac Jones, the realistic chance of him out really having an opportunity to play this year is high because I believe even if he, even if Cam is playing good, I think if they're close, I think they still may go with Mac Jones because we've seen this happen. With um, we've seen this happen Tua. with Alex Smith and Alex uh, Smith though I was too. Say we saw this happen with, with Alex Smith, right? Alex Smith was playing at a high level. They felt like Colin Kaepernick gave them a better chance to win, and he was ready. So Mac Jones is going to be breathing down Cam Newton's neck the entire season because They're at just, any point they they may say it's time to go with him because he's some more accurate Thor to the
1: football. They're just such different quarterbacks. The right. other thing I'll say about Cam, and while a lot is on him for the turnovers, and he knew it, and look, like inserting Jared Sinem, everyone knew wasn't the answer, yeah, but right. it, it it taught Cam a lesson maybe or let Bill Belichick breathe for a second because um, they weren't as high as expectations. Um, but I, I just – I don't even know where I was going to go now with this. I, I forgot what you even just said, and I lost my train of thought. I do want to yeah. say something else, though. You keep quoting really old like TV shows, like The Wonder I'm Years and – tri- And trading spaces? Like, can we get with the current times? (laughs) I know you're not, like, high on technology, but, like, you just threw out the wonder years and the trading spaces. I love me some
0: Arnold. I think they're 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 rebooting it.
1: They are rebooting it. That's true. So you're lucky for that. It saves. It's a saving grace for you. This is what I was going to say, Josh Jane, uh, Josh McDaniels. In terms of the way that he was the OC and the way that he was calling plays, like you wonder how the adjustment period went for him too, and having a quarterback that is much more mobile, much more right. athletic. Like Tom Brady wasn't that kind well, of dude. But Jacoby Brissett Neither was.
0: Jacoby Brissett was. True. So he had experience true. and he ran a lot of the Jacoby Brissett, you know, using Cam as the 11th guy, making teams defend 11 on 11. So he had some experience with it. It was just Cam, you know, getting COVID early and trying. To adjust with the lack of weapons, Cam is a guy that needs guys that have a huge catch rate. Is throwing the bigger receivers, and the Nikhil, uh, Nikhil Harry was just not the guy that they expected him to be. So they went and upgraded. Right? You think about going to get tight ends; those are easy throws, mm-hmm. you know, for any quarterback. So I think that Cam is a guy that needs a certain type of roster to be successful all
1: right so the question is put up or shut up we've made the argument for Cam Newton he's made it for himself he's very well aware of that Mm -hmm. being self-aware not an issue I think for Cam Newton nonetheless who else is it put up or shut up time earlier I said Jimmy Garoppolo that was the guy that I was going with your number one was Jameis Winston right in Mm -hmm. New Orleans and so we're opening it up to the callers the phone number is 888-729-3776 Charles in Ohio who you got Charles
0: Hey, good morning. Uh, First of all, Bart, I got to tell you, one of my favorite linebackers of all time. All the intensity you brought out to the field, my brother, you were fabulous. Thank you, brother. Put up or shut up has got to be Baker Mayfield all the way through because, you know, now he's going to be under Stefanski for the second year, and he's got to be able to do something, especially if he wants that extension. Oh, absolutely, man. You think about Baker. This is a pivotal year. He has to prove that last year just wasn't a fluke. And one, he has to he has to show us that he can be successful with Odell Beckham on the on the, on the field as well, oh, not trying God, to force I him. Don't want to
1: hear. I don't want to hear. It's it's uh, subdition by subtraction with Odell Beckham not be two alpha males. Please, but, no, no. It's not
0: the alpha male thing. What happens <sighs> is sometimes you try. You feel like when you have like these type of receivers like Chad Ochocinco, you know uh, Terrell Owens that live like, up to the diva receiver. Yeah. Name. Well, well, what happens is like if you. You don't get them involved early you can't count on them late so you try and get them in the rhythm early I see. And, 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 and that's what Odell Beckham is about like and Baker, I feel like, was catering too much to him to try and make him feel good because Odell's such a great teammate and such an explosive player that sometimes you force it. And sometimes the ball has to go where the defense dictates it. And Baker was forcing it. With that pressure away, he was able to just go where the football tells you to go. But Baker's definitely, because last year you could say that he was headed for more commercials than wins. So now yeah. so now this year, like he's going to be this is a team that's going to have expectations, and this is a team that's going to have to live up to them, and it's not going to be easy because they're in a tough division.
1: Right. Like, this is the first time that that's the scenario for the Cleveland Browns in a really, really long time, where they are no longer to take a line. Um, they are no longer the hunters. They are the hunted, right. especially in that division. Anthony's in Florida. What's going on?
3: Yeah, I just,
0: you know, I just have an opinion on Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it's Jordan Love. I don't
3: think it's money. I mean, you look back, you've got Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers, two really great quarterbacks, two Super Bowls between them in 40 years. He's looking in the mirror and
0: saying, what the hell do we have to do to get some help? Mahomes, great quarterback, got everybody around him. Brady, everybody around him. The great quarterbacks that have more than one Super Bowl, the teams that always went out and filled the team with great players. And Rodgers, like, looking in the mirror goes, I'm getting old. I'm not going to be here forever.
3: If I don't get any help,
1: That's it. Okay, Aaron or Tom Brady, rather, really did a disservice to some of these quarterbacks. I feel like in the league because now that's like the standard, right? Like Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay and he's like, "Yo, I think that Antonio Brown can work here. Let's bring in Antonio Brown," and he makes it happen. Like, and go on down the list. You know, how about Gronk? Gronk and I worked well together. Let's bring in it. Like everything he wanted, he got essentially. Like, let's build a bigger run game. Okay, let's bring in Leonard Fournette. That's not the norm though in the in the NFL.
0: But you want to know the reason why Tom Brady was able to do that? It's not because he's Tom Brady. It's because Tom Brady has always been willing to leave money on the table. So he's saying, True. hey, instead of giving me the money, go spend it. I give me that guy, that guy, that guy. You know, these guys that's complaining are guys that's taking the point. biggest piece of the pie. So, like, Tom Brady for years has always been a guy willing to sacrifice money so that he can win championships because I feel like his end goal was something different. He didn't look at it as a sign, as a sign of disrespect if he wasn't the highest-paid quarterback. When was Aaron uh, Tom Brady ever the highest-paid quarterback? Never. in the league never right but he understood that these chips is more important than money so when he said when Tom Brady comes in he's only paying for 25 million dollars and Dak Prescott makes 15 million dollars more than Tom Brady let me say that one more time Dak Prescott makes 15 more million dollars than Tom Brady then he did then he can go on and say go get me that because I because I left money out there to go
1: shopping for the groceries that's a real that to go shopping for the groceries, there's some really good bananas that they're picking up. I, I'm, it is, it's true though. I never thought of it that way. That is why he's able to make decisions like he can and yeah. have an input in them.
0: And that's why he was so mad in, in New England because he's like, hold up, I left money on the table to go shopping, and you went, you went and to Costco, yeah, you, to, you, you you went to the, you went and got me uh, like the the Costco brand. You didn't get me name Costco, brand. Costco,
1: Costco is the best.
0: Well, yeah, okay. Are we sponsored by Cosmo? No, I don't think so, you know but saying? they are, okay, they okay, are you know good. They got,
1: like, quality meat. But and I don't,
0: listen, but I, I, don't like, I don't like how they pair everything up, man. I want blueberry and I want brownies in my combo pack. I don't want blueberry and chip and chocolate chip. Don't give me the stuff that you can't sell with, with, with what I really want.
1: What is the pairing with blueberries and chocolate chip?
0: No, you know, like when you buy the combo pack to save it, right? You go buy the the, the big jumbo pack, the, the value pack. Yeah, I got it. And you always pair the value pack with something that the least seller, oh. right? I want blueberry and brownies. Those are top sellers, right? Give me that. Don't give me that in chocolate chip. I love I don't chocolate want no choc- chip. Well, you are something else. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, the best part of your day where the pressure is on you, the callers. That's right. Call us now, 888-729-3776. It's my first time playing this game that's coming up, so everyone just make sure you're on your toes. This we'll could tease. get weird. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, ESPN Radio.
0: If you smell a delicious, crispy smell after the race, it's not your tailpipe. It's a little bit of shake. And then face. shake. Shake it back. That's on your time. It's time for call a roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question.
2: 888 729 888- say ESPN. And don't mess it
0: up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around.
1: We're going to play a game of Caller Roulette. You want to be on it, give us a call. 888-729-3776. You're listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive. All guests are going to join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We are not KJ or Z. Instead, Bart Scott, Shay Cornette filling in. And I know Bart feels like he needs to clarify something. I was just letting him have the floor with the blueberries and the chocolate chip situation, yeah. and then, then we didn't break. I'm like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> like, Way to be really. a good
0: teammate, not to show me up in front of everybody. I was but trying to be nice. I was talking about the muffins. <laughs> <laughs> the muffins that you get, right? The muffins that you get, they pair them together, and I like a better pairing than just chocolate chip with blueberry. I I'm, I'm much rather the banana or the brownie with mine. So value pack.
1: Make it valuable. He was talking about the muffins. And, and I was over here like, this guy goes to Costco and picks up chocolate chips and blueberries and just eats them whole, walking through the aisles. <laughs> what kind of psychopath? Mm-hmm. Anyways, we've clarified this. It's about the muffins. Chocolate chip muffins are underrated. You do need to, like, heat it up with a little butter. Yeah, but
0: it was, they, they're, like, fifth on my list as far as what most
1: desirable. Okay, fair. We can debate this at another time. All right, call a Roulette. Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> Line one, what do you got for me?
2: Tony from Maryland.
0: Bart, that sack in 2006 on Big Ben, was that the biggest hit of your career? And what was it like right before you hit the hit? Well, I thought I killed him. I was like, he was over there burping the baby, right? So I'm like, he burping the baby. I'm like, he going to throw it and I'm going to have to pull up. And he just, to Ben's you know, credit, he just continued to hold the ball. He never saw me. And I hit him with the night-night switch. But then he laid there for like 10 minutes, but then he got up like Michael Myers. I thought he was dead. You know what I'm saying? I thought I called my shot, and he came back. But it's not the hardest hit. It's actually Dan Crowder, his fullback. When I went to the sideline, I was arguing with Mike Tomlin because he was talking stuff. So I said, run an ISO, and I bet you I'll knock him out. And I knocked him out, and he collapsed on the numbers. So that was probably my biggest hit of all time. <laughs> knocked his neck roll out.
1: Okay, spin the wheel. Burp the baby. Burp the baby. Burp the baby. Line six. Let's burp the baby. What do you got? Corey from New York, I got two quick questions for uh, on Damian Lillard. Okay. Uh, is it too much asking price for the Knicks? And if you're the Boston Celtics, if you had to get rid of Brown and Smart and Picks, is it worth it to get Lillard? So then who you got?
0: Well, I would get rid of Brown for, for, for Lillard, and right? Smart. Because you still have Tatum, but you still have so, Tatum. Uh, right? yeah. so, so you, you gotta still gotta have a young core. You, right. So you, now you got two stars. They're so basically you're just swapping out stars and Smart. You know, I, I, I think that um, – you know, his he's a good defensive coming. guy, but this time is his coming time to is an coming. end. Um, does the Knicks have enough to, to – to, or what would we you t- give up for him? Of talked course. about this earlier. They got plenty of money. Well, they just – he just woke up. He just woke up. <laughs> he, he missed the first second.
1: Ta- I, know, I was like, hey, you missed this, buddy. Uh, no, I, but we agreed. The Knicks would have to give up a lot, and I don't yeah. know that they'd give it all up for Dame Dollop to come mm-hmm. across the land. Not sure. All right, uh, line two. Line two. Hey,
0: Hey, what's up, Bart? This Wig from Florida. What And, hey, man, you keep bringing that fire, you're going to have your own show, man. Just have a little catchy word with it. But my um, put-up or set up is going to have to be uh, Tua, man. You know, oh, yeah. no more talking about the hip. You got your uh, receiver from Alabama. You got you some weapons. So it's t- you ain't got Ryan Fitzpatrick over your shoulder. So it's time to put up and shut up. No, keep bringing that fire, and I'm out.
1: Yeah. How, did, how did this become a negative with Ryan Fitzpatrick being with Tua Tonga vailoa He helped him along now.
0: Well, no, because what happened was they would have to bring in Ryan Fitz-Tragic or Fitzpatrick, whichever one it was, to come in and close the games out. Right, so he never Tua, had a
1: chance to battle right. adversity.
0: And Tua isn't off to a good start admitting that he didn't know the playbook. Like, bro, like that's something I, I appreciate your honesty, but you might want to keep that to yourself because if you mess up and, and, and have a mix-up a mix with one of your receivers, he go in and you throw the ball out as a pick, you know, like, man, he don't know the damn playbook again.
1: Yeah, right. Like, they got rid of the babysitter. He's got to right. do it on his own. And they route.
0: flirted with Deshaun Watson this his offseason. So Correct. this is a team as well with the assets in the future to make an upgrade at the position if Tua proves that he's not the guy that that's they thought That's a good he was. one
1: that we didn't bring up is Tua Tungavailoa in terms of put up or shut up this year yeah. because this is his year to prove that he can be that dude in Miami. Line five, let's roll the wheel. I'm doing it backwards. Hey, it's all good. I'm saying the line and then rolling the it's wheel. It's all good. I'm with you. I have played roulette You, you
0: can do whatever you want to do it. Right. Line five. <laughs> line five. Steven from Nebraska,
2: I like two things. I want to say you guys need to stop with all this Damian Lillard talk. He's going nowhere. Also, my foot up or shut up is Derek Carr.
1: All right, so uh, fair enough. I actually agree with him. I think Damian Lillard is going to stay in Portland if they can help him out. That's a big if. Right. But Derek Carr... Okay, I don't. We've never talked about this. I don't know how you feel. That dude never ever gets the credit that he deserves. Ever. Every year feels like we're talking about where's he going? How can he get? How can he get better? Like Derek Carr did some really good things for the Raiders last year.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, they're still with all that he's done. They're still finishing third and fourth in the division, and we think that Herbert is a better. Same division as the Chiefs. But but, but we think that Herbert is going to be a better quarterback, so they, they they may potentially pass him. And it's one of those things, right? Like he's one of those guys that's good but he's not a guy that's going to say man I'm sure for sure that he's our best option and John Gruden does it right he's throw especially the first year he was throwing him under the bus a million times and listen he's a guy that really doesn't make that much money so he's you're getting the best bang for your buck I think he averages like 25 million a year that is a a steal for for a quarterback that was once considered an MVP I just don't see them ever supplanting either San Diego or Kansas City for the most upcoming years. So they're going to have to find somebody young and dynamic like Mahomes. Because Mahomes ain't going nowhere for the next 10, 15 years. Herbert ain't going nowhere for the next 10, 15 years. You know, Carr is in the middle of his career. So it may be time for him to go elsewhere.
1: I like Justin Herbert. I. I I haven't seen them close games at all. I mean, they played better down the stretch last year, but how many games were the Chargers in where it was like a field goal away or time ran out or they couldn't close the deal late with a touchdown? Like, Justin Herbert's a phenomenal talent, and he's brought them to places no one thought they they could be at. But, like we need to see him close some games that matter.
0: Yeah, but a lot of that was about Anthony Lynn and his staff. That's why Anthony Lynn got let go because it was the time management and things of that sort. It's not that the young kid didn't perform at a high level. And, like, you know how, like, you know, a lot of times you hear Steve Young or you hear Tannenbaum talking about Sam Darnold, like you just don't see the special. You can see the special oozing out of Justin Herbert. And that's what you don't see sometimes with Derek Carr, right? It's like the talent is undeniable.
1: Okay, one more. Spin the wheel. Okay. There we go. I got it. On the last one, I finally got it right. Line four.
2: Good morning, guys. This is Dave from North Carolina. Um, What I wanted to say was that actually it was about the Costco muffins. I am a Costco employee. You don't have – it's not a combo pack. It's two six-packs of any flavor you want. It doesn't have to be chocolate chip and blueberry. It can be blueberry and the coffee cake, or anything else.
0: But you know how y'all <gasps> do. Y'all be, be, y'all be having y'all be, y'all be y'all be having some weird pairings, man. Sometimes I want to be able to pick mine's like Burger King, have it my way. You know what I'm saying? I want to say if I want to pick two, I want these two with it.
1: No, he's saying you can pick your own. It's not always blueberry and chocolate chip. What you're doing is going to the wrong Costco. They ain't giving you all your options. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying, man. I need I need I need uniformity, right? I need all we Costco's to operate the same. Also. There's five.
2: Types of muffins and you can get two, six packs of either one of any of them you want.
0: Okay, well, but damn it, I'll be there today. And if they don't do that, I'm holding you accountable. And
1: if you don't bring me some muffins tomorrow morning, we're going to be in big mm-hmm. trouble. By the way, a caller said Bart doesn't have his own show. He actually does. It's at noon today, right yeah, here yeah, on so ESPN Radio. It's called Bart Wait and Han.
0: Thanks for the support. Check
1: it out. Uh, okay, it is Bart been, minus uh, Han. Yeah, Bart <laughs> minus Han. It's just Bart uh, today. It's been fun hanging out with you. We'll do it again tomorrow because we're back in for Keyshawn and Jay Will and Zubin. I guess we're going by Shake and Bake? I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> I think that's what we're going with for the remainder of the week. Greenie is next. Bart, Shay, we'll see you tomorrow. Ahala.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.